The Business Council of BC has released the results of its inaugural Business Confidence Survey, which gives a snapshot of what BC's biggest employers are planning for 2021. The BCBC's inaugural Confidence Survey canvassed 50 major employers from industries across the province and provides insights into expectations for sales growth, hiring and investment over the next 12 months, as well as policy priorities for creating better conditions for business growth and job creation. To speak more to the survey, please to welcome to the program the President and CEO of the Business Council of BC, Greg Davignon. Greg, thanks so much for the time. Thanks so much for having me. So I think one of the big questions out of this, and it's one of the highlights for sure that, that you guys have pointed out uh, throughout this process, is what is expected in terms of sales for 2021, and how does it compare to what we saw here in 2020? Well, the survey is interesting, as you uh, alluded to in your introduction. Uh, this is a survey of BC's largest employers. Uh, while they only make up 2% of BC's businesses, they're responsible for 45% of all the private sector employment in the province. And they pay disproportionately higher wages and invest in research and development exports. And, and their perspective is interesting because they're the people making decisions on investment and capital and on people and ultimately growing their businesses going forward. And what we found under the survey is that um, we're gonna see similar or slightly increased levels of uh, economic activity going forward and particularly with respect to uh, sales. We expect that um, in the next 12 months, firms, uh, about 46% of firms expect unchanged sales growth while 26% expect faster sales growth and 28% expect slower sales growth. So sales um, is a bit of a surrogate for, it could be revenue, it could be sales of your products, those kinds of things. But on average, uh, what we find is that most people, about 50% feel that there's really gonna be unchanged growth for 2021. What about in terms of employment then? If we're not looking at a whole lot of change in terms of sales, um, is that going to lead to, you know, kind of stagnant hiring practices as well? Well, I think what we've found uh, since the summertime that we've been very surprised in British Columbia on the upside of the resiliency of the BC economy and particularly the rebound we've had in employment. And what uh, these large employers find going forward is that while they expect the economy to improve, generally speaking, uh, in terms of employment, they expect over the 12 months that 34% of the firms expect staff levels to be only slightly higher and 28% expect them to remain about the same, which means that about a third of the respondents are expecting some levels of higher employment. We're seeing that in some sectors. Um, in professional technical services, in finance, in agriculture, uh, in uh, healthcare generally. And it, we're seeing that in the data currently from both public healthcare and private healthcare. But there's been some segments of the economy of BC that have really outperformed. In fact, uh, uh, have grown employment by over 5%. So it it's really depends upon where you are in the economy. But generally speaking, the largest employers uh, pure kind of a tepid signal on job uh, uh, and employment data going forward. 
So then, generally speaking, as you as the the phrase you use there, it sounds like the majority of uh, employers out there are you know expecting either unchanged sales growth or or maybe even a reduction. And same goes for employment as well. Just the majority, maybe not a vast majority, but a majority are kind of expecting things to remain unchanged or, or percent potentially drop even a little bit in 2021. So what does that mean in terms of investment spending then? Is that, um, you know, are people looking to say, maybe if I put some more money into it, I could recover better even in 2022? Or Turtle, what is, what is the employee, employers in BC looking at in terms of actually pumping some money into their businesses? Well, there's two parts to that question. About a third of the respondents, uh, about 34%, expect slight increase in investment in Canada over the next 12 months. And 16% expect significant increases. So that's encouraging going forward. But we also asked uh, questions around investment specifically and or the things that governments could be doing on the top three economic priorities. And what the respondents said was, look, we need to improve the overall conditions for private sector investment and hiring in B.C., Secondly, is we need to advance transportation and infrastructure projects and be very clear around the opportunities for investment, particularly in what are called trade-enabling infrastructure. That's road and rail and ports and, and how we actually get our products to global markets. And the last is making regulatory processes simpler and more efficient. And all three of those things are linked to the character of British Columbia and the reputation we would have to say, how could we be a top-tier host for capital? And in, if we can address these three issues, it gives us the opportunity to attract that capital. And particularly one of the other questions that we had, which is around ESG capital. There's hundreds of trillions of dollars of ESG capital looking for a home, and BC could position itself to be a jurisdiction that could receive that capital and deploy it to the benefit of British Columbians, both employment and also our, our prosperity going forward. What are some of the, the major factors that businesses are, are looking at, that employers are looking at into 2021 to try to, you know, make some of these um, uh, predictions when it comes to sales growth, employment growth, investment opportunities, um, you know, all of that stuff. What are some of the major factors? Is it about, you know, the BC government's uh, approach to recovery? Is it just the global economy as a whole? Like sort of what are the major things that are being looked at here? It's probably a combination of all of that, I would assume. Yeah, I was going to say all of the above. And, and again, it depends on what sector you're in. If you're in tourism or hospitality, obviously you've got significant challenges today in terms of provincial health restrictions on the ability for you to operate your business and keep your employees safe. And it's impacting businesses all across the world and specifically in British Columbia. Um, the second part of it is, is that uh, we've seen a global economic recession and it's largely been a private sector recession. And while the news has been filled with um, great uh, news about the prospects of a vaccine, we all know that it's going to take some time for those vaccines to roll out and for British Columbians to be inoculated. And we're expecting uh, the Business Council at some point in September, October, November, before the vast majority of British Columbians uh, have the ability to, to be vaccinated. And during that period of time, we're going to have to stay safe and manage distancing and other issues, which will impair the economy going forward, uh, much in the same way it will impair the globe. And that will uh, impact uh, global growth and, as a result, exports and, and investments. The third thing is uh, the things that we can control in our economy in British Columbia, and it comes back to the respondents' Uh, top three economic priorities, improve the conditions for private sector investment and hiring. That means um, 
allow private sector to invest quickly. So in lots of metropolitan centers, for example, it can take seven or eight years to build out uh, new rental housing or new affordable housing uh, through the permitting processes stage. Um, in rural BC, we saw in 2019, uh, two, just over 2% of our GDP growth came from large private sector infrastructure projects like LNG Canada, uh, Transmount Pipeline and others. Um, so a vast majority of our economic growth came from those places. But each of those projects took six to 10 years to get approval. And so we need to find ways not to cut corners, but to cut cost and complexity, which gets into the third issue around making regulatory processes simpler and more efficient. And those kinds of things and discernible actions by all levels of government to facilitate it are going to speed up our recovery and uh, help families get back on their feet, but also the province to create the revenue it's going to need to pay off the debt that we've incurred, which is unprecedented in the biggest economic downturn we've seen in a century. Yeah, I think that's a, a really nice um, summary that you just gave there in terms of what what we're looking for to help you know, kickstart the economy in, in 2021 and make sure that the uh, the um, investment opportunities are there and, uh, you know, we're continuing to see growth, which is, of course, what we're all looking for, given how much things have kind of uh, gone backwards in the, in the year of, of 2020. Um, one of the things that every time I've asked a question, you've kind of said this same thing right off the top is, it really depends on which sector of the economy you're in. So I just wanted to get uh, a quick um, answer to this. Just what sort of sectors are looking really positive heading into 2021 and what's sort of on the opposite end? I assume things like tourism, just given the uncertainty around things like international travel, are probably being a little bit more pessimistic. So what, can you give me some examples on sort of what's on each end of the spectrum in terms of positivity and negativity? Absolutely. Uh, so there's really a third, a third, a third in terms of how the pandemic has impacted certain sectors. And those most uh, heavily impacted have been in the tourism, hospitality, what I would call consumer-facing industries. And they've been constrained in terms of their ability to operate. You see that in some retail environments. You see that, obviously, uh, in tourism specifically. And until we've got some degree of protection, either through herd immunity and, and the vaccine, it's going to be a challenge for tourism to bounce back uh, in the near term. You've got some sectors that uh, lots of businesses have been able to pivot. Uh, you see uh, some sectors that have been able to restructure their business models, and they're making their way through, but they're, they're just kind of keeping their head above water. And those would be in lots of traditional industries um, that are endemic to British Columbia. It could be in transportation. It could be in retail. It could be in the professional services. Um, the areas that have really been thriving uh, are in the technical professional trades, manufacturing, and other areas. They've been able to pivot in COVID and take advantage of trends that were already in play. Uh, we had a significant increase in technologically uh, driven businesses. And there isn't a business in British Columbia that isn't a technology business today. And then you've also seen uh, rapid uh, acceleration of automation in the digital economy. So if I'm in the heavy machinery equipment business or natural resources, or I'm in retail, or I'm in professional services, in many respects, engineering, scientific work, I've been able to speed up that acceleration and uh, invest more capital in automation that leads to higher productivity. And I've seen uh, employment growth uh, increase by over 5% in British Columbia so far to, 
to date, and that will only continue. Uh, and then secondly, we also see it through a regional lens where the pandemic has had a massive impact in metropolitan centers of Vancouver and Victoria in large measure because they have an outsized um, group of companies and exposure to sectors in that hospitality, tourism, and consumer-facing practice. As you start to move your way out of metro centers in rural British Columbia, you've actually seen economic growth happen in large measure because of some of those large projects, agriculture, manufacturing, and other things that have been able to drive the economies of rural BC. So two different aspects, and depending upon where you live, two different outcomes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's about all I have for questions, though. This is a really interesting report and, you know, coming out here in the middle of December, looking ahead to next year. I think a lot of people are, are really curious to see what the, the landscape is going to look like in this province. So this is a great timing for this type of exercise. I really appreciate your time. Is there any other highlights in here that uh, we kind of missed or that I missed that maybe you want to um, bring up here before I let you go? Well, we're going to do this uh, survey of large employers a couple of times a year, and each survey will actually ask a thematic question and in this one we asked about ESG which is uh, what are you doing to measure your environmental social and governance impact of your business on the economy and society writ large we know that globally that there is over a hundred trillion dollars of capital looking to be invested and get a return on that capital for companies that are reporting and improving their environment social and governance outcomes so it's really social purpose of your business and how you ultimately lift up society. And in BC, what we found of the survey, 90% of BC firms uh, are incorporating or intend to incorporate some ESG practices and measurements into their business. And about half of those firms are currently publicly reporting. And so there's a branding opportunity here for British Columbia. We care collectively about our province's environment we do things that we don't often give ourselves credit for in terms of how we mitigate climate change and how we uh, are advancing with still lots of work to do, Indigenous reconciliation, and then also thinking about the impact that companies have, and we're seeing it during this uh, season of the holiday, how um, thriving businesses actually are an important part of social cohesion and looking after those most vulnerable in the community. And that's through charitable endeavors and partnerships and other pieces, whether it's food banks or looking after uh, uh, children in poverty. And so companies play an increasingly important role in that social cohesion. And what we're finding is that's a branding opportunity for British Columbia to attract that capital, but it's also an opportunity for BC businesses to play an even bigger role in the prosperity of families and communities and overall our province's outlook. Thank you so much for your time today, Greg. I really appreciate this as always. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year ahead, that's for sure, and I look forward to ha having these conversations as we see more and more and more data come out and uh, we'll see how the economy uh, you know, responds next year with the vaccine now starting to roll out. So good news ahead and, and thanks for the time today. Well, thanks and the best of the season to your listeners. All right, that was Greg Davignol, the president and CEO of the BC Business Council. Business Council of BC releasing the results of its inaugural business confidence survey, which gives a snapshot of what BC's biggest employers are planning for 2021.